Hello, good morning. This is Tony with an I, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. Our topic for today is It is time to forgive. But as always, before we jump into the word, let us start off by praying. Heavenly Father, we worship and adore you. We love you and we are grateful that you've given us another opportunity to hear your heart for your children. I ask you in this moment, Father God, to open our hearts and our mind to receive whatever it is that you have to deposit within us today. I ask you, Father God, that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, as you forgive us of our sins, Father God, as we continue to forgive the ones who have sinned against us. Once more, we love you, we adore you, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, I pray. Amen. So guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. And today we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic. I kid, it's not necessarily the easiest topic to talk about. But nonetheless, we are going to be talking about forgiveness. Now, I actually was going through, I'm not sure if it was a book that I had Now I forgot, but I was recently going through something. I don't know if it was the Bible or maybe an old journal. And I recognized a passage of scripture that God gave to me. I want to say it was probably two years ago. And the scripture was about forgiveness. Now, I had been receiving a lot of messages about forgiveness, whether it was that I was listening to a sermon or there was a random stranger or a patient, believe it or not, that would just start talking to me about forgiveness. And I kept saying, God, why are you harping in on forgiveness? I do not have anyone in my life that I need to forgive. Is there something that you are teaching me? And lo and behold, there was more than one thing he was teaching me because the truth of the matter was I was dealing with unforgiveness without recognizing that I was dealing with unforgiveness. So a little backdrop of my story. I had a friend who we'd been friends for many years We had what was an on-again, off-again kind of friendship. So it wasn't necessarily the healthiest friendship, but nonetheless, we were friends. Now, we got to a point where something happened in our friendship, and I'm going to spare you the details of that, even though I know some people really want to know what happened. But (laughs) nonetheless, we had a moment in our friendship where I felt betrayed and I felt lied to. And I thought this is what created that breaking point where I felt as though we could no longer be friends. And so, yes, I did a little bit of ghosting. I don't believe in ghosting, guys. Let me just make this very clear. But I was so angry and I felt so offended that I actually decided to block and delete this person from my cell phone without even a word of warning. And that was it. We just were no longer friends. We excommunicated. It was over. It was done. I was determined to do whatever I had to do to heal the broken places in my heart and my mind. And I felt the best way to do that was to separate myself from this person. 
But not only did I create separation or some space, but I started harboring hatred and unforgiveness without even recognizing it because I told myself that I had forgiven this person. So I didn't think of them anymore. I figured I wasn't thinking about them. We weren't talking to each other. There was no need to talk to each other. It was already done and there was nothing else to think about. And so I did not recognize that the Lord had been talking to me about forgiveness because I was in a state of unforgiveness and I'd actually develop so much resentment and dislike, probably even a little bit of hatred for this person. But Truth is, as I said, in my mind, I had already let it go. I'd already forgiven and there was no need to revisit the situation or the relationship with this person. Now, one day I was actually praying and I got this scripture and the scripture is 2 Corinthians verse 2 Corinthians 2 verse 5 to 11. When I originally got the scripture, I, of course, ran. I picked up my Bible. I was so excited because, you know, I figured God was about to just, I don't know, tell me some really good news and something great was about to happen. And I couldn't wait to see what it was. No, guys, let me just tell you right now. That's not what it was. Okay, it was good news because it is the Bible and everything in it is good news. But it wasn't exactly what I was hoping to hear if I am being so honest with you. But nonetheless, I took the word. I prayed over it. And over a period, I want to say maybe two to three months, maybe a little bit longer. That is how long it actually took me to completely walk through forgiveness with this person. Now, for the whole time between blocking the person and having to talk to them again, it was a total of probably 11 months, almost an entire year. But I truly began working on the forgiveness, like actively working on forgiveness after I received this scripture. Because though I had been praying for the person, I had been praying from a selfish place. I had been praying for them from a place of hoping that God would give me the desires of my heart, bring the relationship back, the reconciliation. And I felt like I was such a good person for praying for them, not recognizing that even in that moment, right there, I was solely thinking about me and not the other person because I felt like I was the bigger one. I'm over here praying for you. That makes me the better person. But because my heart was not in the right place, these priors literally were selfish and they were, it didn't even make sense. I was praying, I'm going to be honest with you, because I was at the place where it did not come from a genuine place of love from the inside of my heart. And it took me a lot of time to recognize this. And this scripture that I'm about to read to you is the scripture that brought everything to light and brought me to a place of understanding that it was time for me to truly forgive. Let's go into the word. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 5 to 11. Now, if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measures 
not to put it too severely to all of you. Now, before we go any further, I just want to make this clear. This is Paul that is speaking here. And when you read, because I actually, of course, you know, I do my studies before we come on touring with God and share the information. I recognize here that what is truly happening, because in the moment that I first read this scripture, I felt as though, though it was Paul who was speaking to the church, I felt as though God was speaking directly to me. I could not see this scripture as Paul speaking. I felt as though this was God one-on-one conversation talking to Tony. And if you sit and read this scripture, especially if you have any form of unforgiveness in your heart, I can almost guarantee you that you will see this being God's heart for you as his daughter or as his son. Now, Paul is telling the church that they should forgive and he's asking them to forgive this sinner which is the person that has actually led the rebellion against Paul. So now that we have that in mind, let's continue reading. It says, starting at verse 5 again, If anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Now, (laughs) when I was reading this, I paused several times because every time I read something, I kept saying to myself, "Um, God, I'm not exactly sure if you remember what happened, but I'm pretty sure this is You cannot truly expect me to turn, not just, you're not just asking me to forgive. This word is saying that I should turn, forgive and comfort this person for they may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Now, remember guys, I was in a place of unforgiveness. So this person going through excessive sorrow wasn't my priority in the moment. I wasn't thinking or caring about that because remember, I'd already created space. And so whatever was going on in their life was not my concern. It's It really was not my problem. Now, even listening to that made me realize that I truly had not forgiven the person, though I believed that I had. But as I was reading the scripture, that is how I started recognizing I did not truly have forgiveness in my heart for that person. Now, verse eight says, so I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. (laughs) Okay, God, you got jokes. You want me to reaffirm my love for this person that has hurt me so deeply because honestly, that is how I felt. And I have heard people tell horror stories, literally, of some of the most devious things that other people have done to them. And my story is nothing in comparison to that. But I was sincerely hurt by what this person had done to me. And so it was hard for me to think about reaffirming any kind of love 
to this person. But once again, you have to remember for me, this scripture was God having a one-on-one conversation with me. And he was saying to me, Tony, I need you to turn and forgive and comfort him. Now, what makes this really weird too, it was a him. Let's just make this very clear. So it made it seem as though the conversation was literally me and God in that moment talking about this particular person. We go on here. Verse nine says, for this is why I wrote that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Once again, God had already given me strict instructions in regards to this person. But because I was so bitter and so angry, so mad at this person, I had no space in my heart, in my mind, nor could I even fathom why God would give me any form of instructions regarding this person because I was done with our friendship, with any form of a relationship. I was, when I say done, I mean, listen, there was nothing Anyone could tell me to get me to go back to even talking to this person, not to mention to carry out the instructions that God had given to me. But in this moment, when I read that, it says, this is why I wrote that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Now, I wanted to be obedient to God. I did. But the truth of the matter was, I had to tell myself that that wasn't God because there was no way God was going to ask me to do such a thing to somebody who would hurt me so drastically. And so therefore, I was very disobedient in doing what he'd asked me to do. And I had neglected what God had asked me to do in regards to this person. But here we are reading the scripture and the word says that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. So I am being convicted left, right and center. So now I know this is truly the Lord speaking to me through scripture in regards to forgiving this person. Verse 10 says, anyone whom you forgive I also forgive. And this is the part where I just started crying. I'm going to make it very clear. I started boohoo bawling at this point because I recognize that not only did I need forgiveness from God for my disobedience, because I was disobedient and it was time for me to repent of that. But this person also needs forgiveness from God. And when I read that part that says the person that you forgive, I also forgive. I had to remember that as a child of the Most High God, I am here to share the good news of the gospel that no one would perish. And I understand that we do not all accept salvation. And so not everyone will go to heaven. But what I do understand is that that is not my place to judge who does or does not receive salvation. It is just my job, my duty to share the good news of the gospel in hopes that the person that I share with will have an opportunity to receive salvation that they may not perish. So here I am recognizing that the word says, the person that you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven 
anything has been for your sake in the presence of Christ so that we would not be outwitted by Satan for we are not ignorant of his designs. Now, when I read that portion once again, I had to stop. I I swear to you, reading, it was literally first 5 to 11 and it took me, I don't know, almost an hour to get through the scripture because it's like every time I read something, God was saying something else to me and I had to be digging deep within my heart and within my mind and I was crying while I was reading the scripture so it was not helping at all. There was just so much emotion going on on the inside of me but it truly when I recognize especially at the end it says that we have to forgive that person so that We are not outwitted by Satan because we are not ignorant of his designs. Now, I need you to understand that Satan's plan is to go against any and everything that the Lord God has designed for us as his children. He has designed for us a life that is filled with peace, hope, love, joy and yes i understand that it is not perfect and we know that this life here on earth is not a perfect life but it is the will of our father for us to be in peace for us to have hope for us to love like he has taught us to love but the plans of the enemy is the complete opposite he doesn't want us to be kind He doesn't want us to be in peace. He doesn't want us to show love. He doesn't want us to do anything that exemplifies our father, which art in heaven. And so therefore, what he wants for us to do is to live in a state of unforgiveness. Now, God is saying to you today, as he said to me so long ago, you need to forgive this person or these people. People, I don't know who it is that may be in your life that you need to forgive, but you are not solely forgiving this person only because they deserve it. Because so many times the people who hurt us do not even ask for forgiveness. They don't apologize. They never come back and say, I am sorry. And that was what made it hard for me to want to forgive this person. But God is saying here, it is not about whether or not the person deserves your forgiveness. This is also for you. This is for your salvation. This is for you as the body of Christ, that we may live in one accord with each other, that we may love each other, that we may show what our father in heaven has shown to us and that is kindness and mercy and generosity. And in this generosity, we generously give forgiveness even to the ones that we may believe do not deserve it. And so therefore, today, I have come to let you know, just as God has brought this to my attention so long ago, it is time to forgive. It is time for you to let go of whatever it is that you are struggling with. And remember, this is not our overnight process for so many people. It takes time to forgive sometimes. It took me an entire 
year almost to forgive this person. And what I struggled through may be nothing in comparison to what someone else has done to you. But I just want you to understand that God is asking you to be active in the process of forgiveness. Seek his face, ask him to guide you and to teach you and to show you how you need to forgive this person, how to let go of that thing that seems as though it will never leave you the hurt, the chaos, the sadness. My pastor years ago said something and I cannot finish the podcast today without repeating it. He always made it very clear that hurt people hurt people. And I want to say this to you because it is very important that you do not become that hurt person who hurts someone else. We have to find it in our hearts to forgive. And if you are struggling with forgiveness today, I want to encourage you to actively begin to seek the Lord to help you to forgive the one who has sinned against you. Heavenly Father, as we come before you in this moment, Father God, I bring the hearts of your daughters and your sons before you. Father God, so many of us have been hurt by family by friends, by loved ones, by people that we have given so much time and effort and energy to. And they have took, Father God, so much from us and have given almost nothing in return. But Father God, we have done the same to you. In so many ways, we have been disobedient to your word. We have not spent time in your presence. We have not seek you the way we should. But nonetheless, you love us. You care for us and you give so much to us in times of need. We ask you now, Father God, to cleanse our hearts of all impurities, Father God, to cleanse us of the hidden things that on the inside help us to hold on to the anger that we have for those who have hurt us. I ask you in this moment, Father God, to wipe the tears from the eyes of your children and to help them to clearly see that your heart for us is to love one another. Help us in this moment, Father God, to continue to seek your face, to continue to seek your presence, to continue to learn to forgive as we require forgiveness from you. I ask you this day, Father God, if it is hidden in their hearts and minds, the ones who they have yet to forgive, that you would open their eyes today. You would open their hearts today, Father God, to acknowledge where they have unforgiveness and that you would teach them how to forgive as you have forgiven us. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that I pray. Amen. Guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I and I will see you next week, Tuesday. Hopefully we come back next week, Tuesday. Everybody has a little forgiveness flowing on the inside of them. We're all happy and bubbly. And once again, if you need a Bible or you know someone who needs one, please send me an email, touringwithgod at gmail.com, and I would love to get a Bible to you. Thank you, guys, and I will see you next time. Bye.